Welcome to season two of the Made of Savannah podcast, a storytelling platform for the greatest city in the world. I'm your host, Dee Daniels. Made of Savannah is brought to you by Corcoran Austin Hill Realty, a progressive, inclusive, multi-generational company serving greater Savannah since 1978. This season, we're proud to welcome our partner, Daniel Reed Hospitality, with iconic restored landmark locations in historic downtown Savannah, Georgia. The richness of Savannah's restaurant and cocktail scene is a constant conversation among locals and visitors. Daniel Reed is home to some of the most visited and popular concepts in the Hostess City. The public kitchen and bar, artillery, Franklin's, local 1110, Perch, Soho South, and magnificent catering and events. Home to the best chefs in the South, award-winning team members from creative to operations, with food and drinks that not only complement every emotion, but also make you fall in love with the moment. Daniel-Reed.com. So satisfy your curiosity, fill up your tank, and write home about it. The Public Kitchen and Bar, Artillery, Franklin's, Local 1110, Perch, Soho South. This is Daniel Reed Hospitality. When you stop in, make sure you mention the Made of Savannah podcast. I am thrilled to be welcoming my next guest, the Vice President and Qualifying Broker at Corcoran Austin Hill Realty. Back again after a uh, superstar episode in season one, you may have gotten to know her just a little bit. Stephanie Wilson Evans is back with me for this episode. Stephanie, thank you for sitting down for a few minutes to talk all kinds of cool stuff in Savannah going on. You are so welcome, Dee. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. This is a great time uh, in Savannah. First of all, the market is on fire still. And in, in a lot of different ways, too. It's very lots of different ways. Very interesting market going on right now. So we're going to dig into that. Um, but I also want to start off talking about how important this year is for Corcoran. This is 50th anniversary year. It's a big year, a lot going on for Corcoran. And I know that we've been doing a lot of celebrating with that. Absolutely. It's super exciting. So it's hard to believe that it's been 50 years since Barbara Corcoran started the company, um, I think with like a thousand dollars and it was um, her dream to have a company and she succeeded in that. And so it's been quite the evolution over the last 50 years. Interesting. A lot of people still think Barbara Corcoran is a part of Corcoran and that's an easy thing to think. Uh Corcoran, Corcoran. Right. But she's actually no longer with the company. No. In fact, Pam Liebman, who is now our uh, president and CEO, has been in control of Corcoran longer than Barbara and the company. So um, when Rilogy purchased Corcoran, Pam was tapped as CEO. And so Barbara is really now known best for her role in Shark Tank as a shark. And then, of course, she does a lot of infomercials for real estate companies, teams, and agents across the country, which are paid for individually by those agents or companies. But no, she hasn't had anything to do with the brokerage in a very long time. It's so interesting. And, you know, you see her face out there, obviously, and her name and and smart, smart girl. I mean, she's she's got a brain for all kinds of things. And she's great on Shark Tank. Indeed, she is. And she is definitely a brilliant woman. Yeah, she has. Has, uh, definitely made her mark in this world. And I think that we all really appreciate what she started and the legacy that she left. 
And um, yeah, so now we're, we're looking towards the future. You know, it's, it's really amazing. I mean, talking about Pam taking over, it's really amazing how many strong, just badass women are in Corcoran. I mean, all the way to the local and, and here at Corcoran Austin Hill Realty, you included. Oh, I mean, it's just amazing. It's a very female strong company. It is. And historically, real estate companies have predominantly been owned by men. So it's very interesting to see what great leadership we have with Pam. Um, of course, Stephanie Anton, who is the president of the affiliates. And Stephanie is just a dynamic human being. Um, Austin and I both worked with her when she was with leading real estate companies of the world. And we were affiliates back before Corcoran. And um, so, yes, we've just got really, really amazing leadership across the board that are really strong, powerful women. And then here locally, I mean, you know, that's one of the things that I think a lot of people uh, are very interested in knowing how we are so successful as a local company and also so wonderfully supported through Corcoran as well. I mean, this is this is a local business and we've got this large umbrella at the same time. Right. So another little known fact is that the Austin Hill Realty was Austin Hill Realty before Austin was born. Right. Um, again, started by a really dynamic woman, Lucy Hill, Austin's mother, who I just have the utmost respect for. And I like her as a human a lot, too. So um, but yeah, so we have maintained this now second generation brokerage. And um, and we'll be coming up on our 50th anniversary in not too many more years. Is that right? Yes, it is right. Wow, our 50th. that's so, amazing. Yeah, it is amazing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was really cool to be able to figure out how we wanted to collaborate with, which is really what it feels like with Corcoran, because we're still independently owned. Austin and I still own the company. Um, we still have complete control over virtually every decision that is made within this company with the exception of there's some marketing guidelines and we welcome that because we like the consistency we love the idea that we have a brand that really does transcend areas regions and now globally mm -hmm. um, and we feel like that's just yet another great tool for our agents that's going to continue to prop them up to do the best and be the best that they can possibly be within the market yeah i think that's the one of the biggest joys is that we can serve the local client and we can also serve globally and do both very very well very very well i mean it doesn't matter if you know you are from here and you're like hey I want to buy property, you know, wherever, name the place. Yeah, so Austin and I talk often about how amazed we are at no matter where the our affiliates are located regionally, um, we all come together with a real like mindset. And agents are the same way. Ridley Stallings, one of our top producers, was at the B Corcoran Conference in Palm Beach last year. And Pam was on stage talking about the brand and really how important it is that we have agents that play well with others and have the same type of mindset that we have. And she had the opportunity to have a top producer come over to the Palm Beach brokerage. And she made the decision that that wasn't a good fit because they did not have a reputation for playing well with others. And Ridley has mentioned that several times since then. That really was a standout moment for her. And she really appreciated the fact that from the top 
to each affiliate, everyone has the exact same thought process. And it's not just about anybody that wants to come in the door. It's the right fit and really knowing how to, to work well with others and be a good, a good human. Mm, you're right. I think the values really come up to the surface um, across the board. And that's, that's something that Corcoran leads with. And that's something that we lead with here at Corcoran Austin Hill Realty. The values come up to the top. And we lead with those. Right. I mean, it's all about inclusivity instead of exclusivity. It's all about trying to leave the world maybe just a tiny bit better than you found it. Um, And really just being an honest, ethical, thoughtful, caring individual. And I see that in every one of our agents every single day. And speaking of uh, the Rowan Stallings group, yes, can we just talk about them for a brief moment? Can we brag on Melissa and oh Ridley? Oh my gosh! I mean, and I and I don't want to give everything away about this fantastic story because I'm hoping to have them on a future episode uh, very soon to talk about this. But they have recently broken some fabulous uh, records in historic savannah and really i mean this we're talking about a listing that that just sold um not that long ago 513 whitaker correct this is i believe correct me if i'm wrong but it is the um it's the only private estate that actually faces the fountain in forsyth and forsyth park and it i mean the, the, what it sold for might blow your mind. Right. So it's the highest residential sale in the historic district ever. It is the second highest residential sale in Savannah ever, followed not too far behind what Paula Deen's residence sold for, which is a waterfront estate on Wilmington Island. So it was uh, a really a, a honor to represent both the buyer and the seller in that transaction. And Melissa and Ridley handled it really exceptionally well they their team is is it just works beautifully and i'm so thrilled and so proud of them and i know that this is probably just one of the many records they're going to break in their future so yeah i totally agree a price tag wise what were we near 6.2 we were wow yeah that's amazing it when, is. when you think about i mean when you think about a house in historic savannah I mean, it's just that's it's unbelievable, but it's not. But But it's not. But it is. But it's not. You know, I laugh so hard when I'm going through my scroll. Clearly, we're in real estate. So we've got all kinds of friends in real estate all, all over the country and the world now. And they're posting six, eight, ten million dollar. And I'm not talking about New York or Palm Beach. I'm talking about lots of locations where that's just the norm. I've said it before, and I'll say it many times more. The only people that think that Savannah is expensive are Savannians. Right. That's right. It's it's just the truth. <laughs> that is the truth. And, and you know, it's interesting. Let's talk a little bit about the market because, I, I mean, I, I, I use the phrase uh, lightly, uh, it's on fire. I, I feel like... They're, they're, it, this is such an interesting market right now. There's a lot going on. Are you able to say whether it's a buyer market or a seller market? Are we even able to say that right now? I mean, you always can say when there's a lack of inventory that it's more of a seller's market than a buyer's market. I think the interesting conversation that is happening right now is that so many people are saying, are we in a bubble? No, we're not in a bubble. Are we going to see a housing crisis? Are we going to see a crash like we did in 07, 08? Um, because we've seen such an increase in values. And so I think it's very easy to answer those questions. One, the people that are buying homes right now, they can afford to buy them. 
they couldn't afford to buy them in 07 and 08. Mm. That was the part of the problem with what was going on in banking. Two, we've seen a stabilization now in interest rates. Hopefully, we'll see a slight reduction in those. But these rates are healthy rates. What we had before was it, it, it's not sustainable. Right. So I think as people get more comfortable with that, they understand that. They see that pricing is not going to fall. It's going to stabilize. It may not be as rapid a growth as we saw through the pandemic, and that really was what precipitated that. I think we're going to continue to see a really healthy market, but what we don't have is inventory. Right. So we've got buyers who are ready. We've got homeowners that are ready to sell their house, but they can't find the next house to buy. Right. And it's just going to take more and more people getting off the sidelines and making that jump. How do they do that? There, I mean, that that's the question that is so specific to every homeowner who's ready to sell their home and move on to the next one, and they can't find the next one. And lots of people have gotten very creative with that, including you know family members who have a vacation home, and or they they're going to move in with their parents for a few months until they find the right house. They're, but they're going to go ahead and get their house sold. Yeah, you know that just it depends on the person for it sure. It does. You're right, and and where you are in your life, obviously, and and what your needs are and where you want to go. But I, I I'm feeling the same thing where people are saying, I see we have a really great window of opportunity right now, and as a homeowner, I don't want to miss that window of opportunity. Sure. So what kind of creative? situation can I come up with that would say, okay, maybe I stay XYZ place for two months and sell the house right now. Maybe that's the best thing. And I, those are the kinds of conversations that you guys are having with clients every day, every day, every day. And, and again, it's just so specific and personal to each and every individual and what, where they are in the stage of their life, as you said, and what op options they have. Right. So, yeah, but I think that we are hopefully going to see more inventory come on the market in the fall. Of course, we don't have a crystal ball. Gosh, I wish we did. I would really be. Uh, Wouldn't that I'd be, be nice? a popular human being right? if I had that. But um, <laughs> I'd be texting you more than I do now. <laughs> oh, maybe I don't need that. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that'd be amazing. Um, let's talk a little bit about like, is there a hot spot right now? Is there a hot neighborhood? Is there a hot location? I feel like everything is still so sought after. Everything. Yeah. Everything. You know, I am not in in the market with buyer clients anymore. Um, I do a little bit in the industrial sector, but when it comes to the residential sector, I'm, I'm really here to help and support and provide whatever the agents need. So I am almost every single day amazed by some property that someone has a client for and where it is and how the pricing has really changed over the last several years. And um, I just feel like there there's so many there's so many hot spots, right? So everybody always loves downtown Savannah, historic district. But now we're seeing that really is all the way to Victory Drive and no longer just historic Savannah. Um, everyone loves the island. So Isle of Hope and Wilmington Island. And then, of course, there's Tybee if you're looking for a very laid back beach line. Life. All of those places are so always super hot, and that certainly has not changed right now. And the inventory or lack thereof is, I mean, it'll bend your brain if you've got a buyer because you can't find anything. But now we've got 
some real exciting things happening west of Savannah. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen there? And um, I'm real excited to see that transition. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, when you think about the growth, obviously, that was kind of the next the next logical step is to grow west. I, I mean, because we can't go any further east. <laughs> so, Geographically, we you know, pretty much have to go we're west. kind of there. Uh, they keep saying no to us getting on Little Tybee. So we're like, you yeah, know, we yeah. can't, we can't. Uh, but, you know, that's the logical thing. But also, you know, when you think about the business that's coming in that area mm-hmm. too, right? So like, it's all coming together to make sense for that area to boom. Right. So... You know, we already had some really amazing industry in Savannah. With when you think about JCB and, of course, Savannah College of Art Design and Gulfstream, and and then our port. So our port is the fastest growing port in the U.S., third largest. Um, we can hit from our port to pivotal cities in the southeast and in the Midwest quicker than the other ports in the country. So then Hyundai starts looking for a location to build their new. EVs. And we had some really forward thinking people. And so Sita, Tripp and his team, but really they it took Effingham, Bullock, Chatham and Bryan counties all to collaborate together in order to really make that site work for Hyundai. And they knocked it out of the ballpark. I think um, I saw a quote in an article recently where Tripp Tolson said that this plant being built on this site is the equivalent to our city winning 10 Super Bowls. Right. Uh, it's just really amazing. When you think about over 8,000 jobs will be created with an average of $56,000 a year in income, you've got not you're not going to see a lot of transplants. So the executives, as I understand it, that are coming in town, they're coming in town with a housing budget to rent and they're here for two to three years and then they're gone. So we are really looking at new creation of jobs. And then not only do you have the plant, then you've also got the battery plant that's now been announced, but then you've got the second and third tier suppliers. So what is going to happen to the West side of Savannah is really going to be just outstanding for our our community. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I, I see the, the Hyundai folks out and about in the community um, pretty constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about the Savannah Chamber events. I'm talking about any of the networking events at Starland. I'm, you know, when, when I'm out and about, they're there. They're in it. They want to be a part of the community. They want to be a part of the growth. They want to be a part of, like, meeting face-to-face with people. They want to. They want this to feel cohesive, right? Which I love. I mean, that is striking such a chord with the community here that I. It doesn't feel intrusive, right? And I think that that's something that that is. Um, you know, Savannah's nicknamed Slovana for a reason. We're slow to come around to right. a lot of things, right? <laughs> so the idea of us now having this huge plant and 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 I say this like with air quotes. And all this change that's going to happen, that is not the way I anticipate that this will really play out. I think we're really going to see, like you're talking about, people who want to come in, they want to become part of the community. There's going to be a cohesiveness to this. And there are a lot of people that are very, very, very in tune with what is important to Savannah that were pivotal in the decision 
to get this plant and this industry here. And they are working very hard to make sure that that is a smooth and seamless transition. And I think that we really need to commend the forward thinking leaders within our community and, um, and understand really what a collaborative effort it was. You know, I, we've got so many people that listen to your podcast that are not from Savannah. So right. I love to kind of explain when you think about, so Chatham is Savannah. It's also the islands that I've mentioned. It runs all the way, you know, you've got garden city, you have pooler, then you've got Richmond Hill and Bryan County. And I'm just going to give some, you know, major points here. Effingham, you've got Springfield, Rinkin, uh, and then you go to Bullock County where you have Statesboro, which is the home of Georgia Southern. So when you think about that logistically, how much that incorporates and that all the leaders of, of those counties really came together along with the governor and and others to make this happen really shows that they have a belief in our community and what this will do for our communities yeah, and how beneficial it is for us regionally. Yeah. And, and when you think about it, I mean, in, in a lot of other communities that could have, that could, that conversation could have stalled mm. for a long time. And then Hyundai or whoever could have said, we'll go somewhere else. If it's stalling, we're not helping. If this is, you know, divisive, if, if something is, is like not going to be cohesive, you know, maybe it's not going to happen, but it all came together, I think, relatively quickly. It was exceptionally quickly for yeah. a deal of that magnitude. Yeah. Again, it goes back to our leadership and they were ready. They, yeah. They'd already done. They'd already pulled the site together. They'd already done so much of the work that was going to be needed so that it wouldn't take years before they could break ground. And it's just it really is an exceptional opportunity. Let's jump back to the islands a little bit and, and, and water living. I think, you know, one of the things that we hear a lot from our fabulous listeners is that, you know, they really, they really long for that water life that we all talk about here. And, and it is, it's phenomenal. I mean, you know, I know right. we, we both have some, some fantastic water, uh, water views and, and, you know, water living going on. Can people still get property on the water here? Inventory obviously is an issue, but it does pop up. It does pop up. It is it, it, it is increasingly harder to find waterfront properties. Yeah. And we certainly saw through the pandemic a real shift in those values because, you know, now these people not only are looking for a place to escape or be safe, but having a view just makes it all that much better makes it better so um but yes they are still out there and gosh i wish we could get some more condo buildings to go up so that we could have some great waterfront condos but um but they're still out there yeah and all different types right so you've got deep water and you've got marsh front and you've got creek and I mean, it just depends on where you want to be and what your goals are. Yeah. And the choices are, you know, that that's really good to point out, too, because the choices are not just, you know, um, a marsh view or the ocean. Right. You know, you've got so much in between. You've got deep water. So you've got rivers and you've got creeks. You have deep water creeks and you have tidal creeks. Do you want a boat? Do you want a dock? Or do you want to put your boat at a marina? Or are you going to join a boat club and not have to deal with the maintenance of a 
boat because you know the old adage boat stands for bring out another thousand right and what is it like the best day of owning a boat is the day you buy it and the day you sell it right I mean, yes you know, i've heard those all these silly things but, from all my neighbors <laughs> right from all your neighbors <laughs> so i often get out do you have a boat no i've got friends with boats that's, that's right. just the way i like it so like, far us too uh-huh. so yeah right um so yeah so you've got all these different options and then you do still have condo buildings and that's really very cool depending on how high they are um you can get some Gosh, stellar views. Yeah. So, and then of course we do have oceanfront. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really honestly, like the oceanfront and, and Tybee, like, I feel like, you know, I, a lot of people will, will message us on Instagram or, or drop a note to us and they'll be like, you know, Tybee would be amazing to live on. And you're absolutely right. But they're like, I don't feel like we could ever afford that. And I'm like, you know, you never know. You never know. Tybee is small, Very. but the price point is kind of all over the place. It really. is. Absolutely. So, and Tybee is, it. you need to visit Tybee if you haven't visited Tybee. Yeah. I mean, it is not commercialized. We don't have skyscraper hotels at all. Mm-hmm. What, I think four stories, five stories. That's about it. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's a very unique beach town and it. There's a reason why people call it Tybee time. There's something to be said to that. Oh, yeah. So, and we see a lot of people who come and they buy on Tybee and they buy, if they can find something where they can still utilize the vacation rental, they they utilize that as a source to supplement their cost of the, pro- of the property mm-hmm. and use it as a vacation home and mark it out when they want to come in town. Um, that's become a really popular trend. You've talked about this, I think, on several episodes, with, not only on Tybee, but also in town. And a lot of people who know that they want or aspire to retire or slow down or make a life change at some point and call Savannah or Tybee or somewhere in this area home to go that route so that they're not having to either have a long-term tenant and never be able to utilize the property. And in many cases, they can make more money through the short-term vacation rental, depending on the property and its appointments. Right. And, you know, I mean, that's not just Tybee and it's not just in town. If you look at the map, uh, for those of you who are not, uh, you know, from this area or visit frequently, there, that's a little bit of a stretch between downtown and Tybee. But the in-between, you know, I'm thinking about Thunderbolt. I mean, my goodness. I, you know, my parents just came into town over the summer and they stayed at uh, a, a vacation house in Thunderbolt. And we're talking about you're right next to everything. You can go see the water very quickly. You can get to the beach pretty quickly. You can get to downtown pretty quickly. And this is like dead in between the two. And, and the person that owns that property is making a good amount of money. By having that as a as a short term vacation, absolutely. Uh, Ansley and Sharon Williams, who own uh, several restaurants here in town, but they just developed like a tiny house vacation little community in Thunderbolt, and it's right there overlooking the river, and oh, you can walk nice. down the street to Tybee. I mean, to Tybee, not to Tybee. You no. can walk down the street to Tubby's. That's right. <laughs> Tubby's is great. Tubby's. Um, yeah, you know, and that's super popular and very cool. You just have to be very careful. There are places where they really do have restrictions. Yeah. And so you really do. And I, I always recommend that we tell our clients, please look into going with a company 
that focuses on vacation rentals. Lucky Savannah and Southern Bell are two of our favorites in the downtown area. And really talk to them and find out what they think about the property as a vacation rental and make sure that it's legal to run it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and, and that really does a lot off your plate too. Right. You know, as, as a, as a property owner and somebody who actually is doing other things and you know, you've got a lot going on, you think about like how much that takes off your plate. Oh, I mean, goodness. When you think about the having to go through the process of cleaning between guests, yeah, linens and all the things that go along with a vacation rental, you know, a lot of people are moving into these homes and they're ma- literally making it feel like home for it may be a few days and it might be a week. Right. Right. And that usually means grocery shopping and food left in the fridge and all the things that happen. Right. So that's a, that's a big undertaking for someone to take on themselves, having someone else do that. Plus there's a whole lot to be said for having that space between you and the guests yeah. because it's your home or it's your investment yeah, and you have a personal relationship with that. And this is not their home and it's not their investment and they're going to treat it differently and you have to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. But maybe you don't need to be face to face with that. Right. Right. <laughs> maybe you need to have an in between to buffer that. Right. <laughs> when they leave at 9, you don't want to be there at 9:30. You know right, what I mean? It's exactly. like <laughs> so having someone have, you know, a little bit of care in between or when the su- such and such overflows or oh, something right. breaks and they're calling at yeah. 2 in the morning. Exactly. You really don't want to be answering that phone call. No, none of us do. No. 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 So to have somebody else <laughs> handle that is a great thing. Uh Let's talk a little bit about the kind of the nitty gritty numbers right now, because um, where are we Savannah wise, like on average, like, you know, that's that's very important to a lot of people that are looking at us as investors, you know, that are coming in and saying, hey, I really do want to pick up property here and I really do want to do something. What are the numbers looking like right now? Yeah. So if you just look at let's take June of this year, for example, the average price point in Savannah was 350,000. Let's go back to 2019, same month, you were down in the 225 range. Mm. So have we seen an amazing amount of growth? Absolutely. Yeah. It's still 350,000. Right. I mean, that's still, again, it's like, I don't mean to repeat myself, but we're the only ones that think we're super expensive. Right. Um, But the, flip side of that is if you go to 2019 in our inventory again just in chatham county we had over 2,000 listings actively on the market this past june we had 863 active listings wow so um that that's where we talk about that yeah Boy, that inventory doesn't it doesn't it though wow that's amazing it is i mean and it's both it's the growth and it's like the affordability still there Yes, the choices are are less right now, but also we're in this moment financially where you're right. I think the rates are writing themselves Mm -hmm. and we're in this place where I think people aren't as um, feeling like I need to keep my foot on the brake. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I think people are definitely ready to hit the gas. So I think we'll see a lot happen. Now we are going into what is historically for real estate in Savannah. August is... A slow time and I think it is for most places yeah. right but it's hot kids are going back to school people have been on vacation it is just it's 
a kind of a quiet time. And because it's generally quiet in August, September then is that slow transition back in. But what we don't see that a lot of places see is we don't see that winter slump. Mm, right. You know, I often joke, I put my very first million dollar property under contract on Christmas Eve. And that was back in 2003. It was a long time ago. And that's just Savannah. Like yeah. it just doesn't. It doesn't stop through the holidays. Yeah. So, but that's probably a product of the fact that when it's frigid and people are shoveling snow and their shoes are getting ruined by the salt on all the sidewalks, we are in shorts and t-shirts. It's so. true. And it's like the main reason I moved here. <laughs> um, I remember last year we were, we were on the beach um, right around Christmas. Oh yeah. And then we were on a boat in January. Right. You know, I mean, that's those are the days here and and we're very proud of that <laughs> we are very blessed <laughs> we are extremely blessed no doubt about it um can we talk just for a second about how excited we are to have our title sponsor daniel reed hospitality for oh season gosh. two and how much we absolutely love every one of their concepts i mean every one of their concepts but so let's good. be honest with franklin and public right across the, right street, across the street like those are going to be our go-to i think that i see something from um, Franklin's in this office every yeah. single day. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, he's just, he's fantastic. He's fun to be around. Yeah. All of the concepts have a really great vibe. We just had the For Love of Paul's event down at Soho in their event space last fall. I mean, it was it's so amazing. much fun. I love, I love that space. Yeah. So, yeah, he's always He's always got something up his sleeve, and it's always wonderful. And we're just thrilled that he's our sponsor. Yeah, we're excited, uh, and and we're about to have uh, the head chef from the public on in oh, a couple great. of episodes. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Artillery has hands down been one of my favorite bars here yeah. um, since we've moved here, and I mean crafted cocktails like nobody's business. Public might have my favorite burger. Of the oh, entire city. That burger is bang up. Yeah. Delicious. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and yeah, whenever we have meetings, I'm pretty sure half the staff is late from Franklin. So, I Absolutely. mean, that's where they are. Uh, we know where they are. Mm-hmm. And they're right across the street. The pastry, it's a quiche, it's uh, a sandwich, it's yeah. something. I mean, it's I all cookies in the afternoon. I see Danielle or Elena. Yeah scoot over there quite often yeah, to come back yeah. with a cookie so yeah. mm. they don't bring me a cookie very you know, often i was gonna though. say i've never gotten a text that says can i bring you a cookie but i think I we're know. gonna have to talk about that I feel like we need to have a conversation <laughs> <laughs> but i'm excited uh season two has already uh started off just with a bang i mean we had historic savannah foundation uh, uh on recently and sue adler i mean my goodness the amazing things that they're doing uh, it, it's really amazing what's happening here in the city And I know that, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, immune to the conversation that goes on with the locals here and and people that are from Savannah and and also people and those of us who have come here and want to just add to what's going on here. There there is nervousness on occasion about, you know, new business coming in, new hotels coming in, things being built all the time. Where is that going? What are we doing? But there are also people, uh, us included here at Corcoran Austin Hill Realty, that are very in tune to that conversation. And we want to be very um, preservation minded and and we want to be a part of the growth at the same time. Right. I mean, I think it's all about thoughtful, purposeful growth. And that is what HSF is all about. 
Um, that is ultimately what the Historic Review Board is about. That's what MPC is about. But HSF really hones in on that preservation. And it's, I mean, we are in the largest landmark historic district in the country. Yeah. I think they're pretty pivotal. Yeah. So. Right? <laughs> True story. <laughs> we should embrace them yeah. and become a part of and lend our support to any foundation that is about preserving the integrity of our community. Yeah. And at the end of the day, whether you live or work or visit or don't come into the historic district very often, no one can say that our historic district doesn't provide a great source for our community in terms of its tourism and we need HSF and and thoughtful people to make sure that we continue to preserve what is so important about Savannah. Yeah, no doubt about it. What are you looking forward to the rest of this year? Well, I am looking forward to um, hopefully a little vacay. Mm, yeah, nice. it's been a busy, busy year. So I'm hoping that I'm going to get to do a little traveling towards the end of the year. But Goodness, we have got so much going on between um, record-breaking sales in uh, the residential sector, and right now we're teed up to have one in the industrial sector as oh, well. Wow. Nice. And so we've had a whole lot of activity going on. I'm really hoping that we will see a little more expansion within our company. Would love to find some other like-minded agents that would be a great fit for Corcoran Austin Hill Realty, or are interested in really expanding their commercial endeavors through AHR commercial, you know, whichever is a good fit or both um, for agents. So I'd love to see that. And then I just think that we are real excited about the fall and hoping that we're going to see more and more people that are ready to put their homes on the market. And, um, and we hope we have the opportunity to assist them in that process. Yeah, it's going to be a great year. I mean, it already has been so thus far. It has been. It's already been a really fantastic year. I feel we are very blessed, very fortunate. And um, yeah, you know, gosh, I, I just can't imagine not seeing all these people on the daily, on a daily basis because it's like my chosen family around right? here. It is. Yeah, it's a close knit group. And, and, and as always, everybody's climbing together. Right. I love that. You know, it's so much fun. And it's, you know, we've got a really dynamic group that cross ages and lifestyles and all that. And we all come together and always have the common goal and always want to support each other, always want to see each other succeed and help any way we can. And um, it's just that's such a neat dynamic. And so thankful for that. So yeah. thankful that we've all drawn to each other yeah and landed in this little spot right here on the corner of bull and liberty no doubt the most beautiful spot uh not too say. shabby not too shabby at all um and we've got so much going on location gallery and and so many great artists that come through here and so many people that just walk through the door and and just enjoy the space and that's nice absolutely absolutely i love to see all the people that walk through just to look at the what's what's new in the gallery this month mm -hmm. peter Roberts really he, he's an exceptional hum, human but he really knows how to he does make the magic happen oh when it comes gosh. to the gallery yes absolutely so it, there's there's always so much going on here right and I love that because there's a buzz but then 
I also like it at the end of the day when it gets a little quiet and we can all sit back and reflect a little bit. Right. Um, doesn't happen every day. Right. Chatham management, our property management division, that tends to fire up towards the end of the day when people are getting home and they're yes. ready to start going through their to-do list. But that's, so. it's good too, because that, that's also growing quite a bit, It um, is, you know, and that's a big deal. The, you know, the, the rental market here, I think a lot of people are trying to figure that out still, right. you know, that's a, that's a place of like, mm, how do we do this? And, and, and we've got that arm here that's very, um, professional and uh, the expertise is there and, and it's, you know, it's a, it's another great arm. It is. Debbie and Andrea both do a fantastic job with Chatham management and I so appreciate them and, and all the work that they do. Uh, we've seen a great deal of growth over the last year, which has been wonderful. And, you know, again, it's all about being a full service real estate company. So we've got to kind of do it all except for short term vacation rentals. Right. Which we are not going to do. <laughs> to we, be clear, that is never happening. <laughs> we have we have people to, to point you to exactly. uh, in that direction. So don't you worry about that. Uh, we also wash cars and uh, take uh, dry cleaning out for you. No, I'm just kidding. We don't. <laughs> full service. <laughs> I didn't know about those no, services. No, but if you stop by, we will make you a very nice cocktail because for goodness sakes, we're in the South. Always. Exactly. Stephanie, this has been fun. I am excited for the rest of season two here on the Made of Savannah podcast. I'm excited for the rest of the year with Cork and Austin Hill Realty. I think it's just going to continue to be phenomenal. Well, Dee, thank you for having me. Congratulations on the success of the podcast. You have really exceeded all expectation and we are just thrilled. So it's it's a great podcast we have some great listeners and uh i'm excited it's we've it's, made some good new friends through this podcast we've made some great friends and i'm just thrilled about what it's doing in the community and 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 it is a reflection of the values of the company and it's a reflection of the values of all of us um so i'm i'm thrilled to be Indeed. hosting it i love it thanks for listening to made of savannah the welcome mat is always out